Hello and welcome to the MBA Talk podcast. I'm your host, Andres, and I work for OPNES, an institute that fosters social and economic development through the promotion of the best management methodologies. What would your parents think if you decided to open an ice cream shop after your MBA studies? In this episode, we are joined by Rodrigo Studart. Rodrigo, or Rodrigo in Portuguese, is from the Chicago Booth 2018 class. He is the founder of Loco, L-O-W-K-O, an ice cream brand in Brazil. Keep listening to learn how Rodrigo decided to dive into consumer goods, won a competition and investment from his uh, very business school, and brought a global food trend to Brazil. Hello, Rodrigo. How are you? Hi, Andres. I'm great. And you? I'm fine. Where are you located today? Where are you from? And how do you present yourself? Okay, I'm living in Sao Paulo right now. I'm originally from a small town in Rio de Janeiro countryside called Valença. And I introduced myself as a young entrepreneur passionate by ice cream. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 31. So, uh, I like to ask uh, my interviewees what's their favorite entrepreneurship resource, like a website you like to read, podcasts you follow, or a YouTube channel you, you like about entrepreneurship. Nice. I really like a Brazilian website called Projeto Draft. Uh, it's Draft Project in, in English. It's basically a website where they publish a couple of interviews with entrepreneurs and they tell some stories about different kinds of entrepreneurs. It's a one-to-one -one entrepreneur website. Uh, it's a good resource of everything that's happening in Brazil. It's a nice way to see different ideas coming to life. So this is something that I really like. Mm -hmm. Can you mention uh, a, a recent interview that you read about that keeps on your mind? Uh, we were featured in this website last month, so oh, that's okay. a very good one. <laughs> and there is another one also about a company that it's a, it's a young woman entrepreneur who also created a health food store and she sells uh, health food for children in like private schools here in Brazil. So they are changing the way kids are eating in the school. So it's a very nice one. And it's also pretty new. Uh, it was published before this. Interesting story. Okay. Okay. So, um, how your entrepreneurship story starts were you in an entrepreneur before starting the mba no uh actually my entrepreneurial life started in the middle of the course like during the course i feel like i always had some kind of entrepreneurial spirit so for example when i was when i was very young like when i was a kid my parents had an ice cream shop when i was a kid and they used to sell a lot of stuff in the store And I used to sell some of the products of the store in my school because I like it. I, I used to like to commercialize stuff. I always like to make my own business. But my real entrepreneurial life started doing my, my MBA. And it was when I realized that I would like to try something different. Yep. Okay, so uh, you are from Valencia, which is a small town in Rio. How, how many inhabitants? It's around 60,000. 70,000. Yeah. Okay. You go to school, then you go to university, right? 
Yes, I left the city to study uh, in Rio. My I studied engineering in Rio, and after that, I moved out to Sao Paulo for working, and then I went to Chicago for my MBA. Yeah. And in Brazil, you uh, worked for which company? My whole career was at BR Malls. That is the largest shopping center company in Latin America. So I started working for BR Malls when I was in college, and I left a couple of months before going to Chicago for my MBA. And I, I left because I knew that I, w I was going for to, to Chicago. So basically, I would like to try. I wanted to try something different before going to MBA to business school. So I, I worked six months for a food company also here in Sao Paulo. Okay. They were cool about it. So they knew that you were leaving for, for your MBA, right? Yes. They knew that I was going to, uh, to business school and they basically needed some resources to help them to structure a new business development area. And my whole career was in new business development. So basically, I worked there for six months, just like setting up this, this new department for the company. Uh -huh. And for uh, at BR Mall, what, what happened there that uh, said, okay, it's enough for me. I'm tired of, of this. Maybe you wanted to get a faster career track. I don't know. What was the situation in, at that moment? You mean, how did I take my decision to, right. to left BR Mall for my MBA? Yeah, I was working six years for the same company. Uh, my career there was amazing. I was like growing pretty fast. The company was pretty aggressive in terms of career path. But at some point, I was not completely happy about what I was doing. And I also wanted to try something different. So the MBA came to me as a way to think about my career, to specialize myself in some skills that I didn't have. And also to think about like... An, to change, to switch my career to another direction, basically. Uh-huh. So you landed in Chicago, Chicago booth, and what opportunities you took there to explore new sectors, new opportunities? Yeah, when I left VMOs to move to my MBA, basically I knew that I wanted to make some transition to consumer goods or retail, a new, a different kind of industry because at BR model was more focused on real estate. And at business school, you basically are exposed to so much information, so much options, so many things that it's kind of overwhelming. So you have many companies to visit. You have many like uh, different classes to attend and to specialize and develop new skills. So you meet so many people from different backgrounds with different experiences. So it's even hard to decide what you want to do uh, to do with your time during school. But basically, I knew beforehand that I wanted to, to see something related to consumer goods or retail or food. So I tried to focus my, my whole experience in, in something like this. So all my classes and activities and everything that I was doing during MBA was to develop my skills for making this transition to a new industry. Uh -huh. And uh, is there any experience you remember there that uh, said, yes, I like uh, consumer goods. Uh, this is the, the right industry I want to be in? Yeah, yeah. For example, during my first year at Chicago Booth, I participated in a project or like a, it's called Good Food Accelerator. 
it tries small accelerator in Chicago and they help some food entrepreneurs and they recruit MBA students to volunteer for these startups. And I did a small project for a restaurant chain in Chicago, uh, helping them to structure a better business plan and marketing plan. So that was very interesting. It was pretty small, but it was very interesting. And then during my, my summer internship after my first year, I also interned at a startup in New York. It's a luxury basics e-commerce startup. So basically they sell luxury clothes like t-shirts and everything. And I helped them to structure a business plans for fundraising, uh, like to, to reaching their fund, series A fundraising and to expand the company basically. Okay. You like this experience, right? So uh, <laughs> what is something specific about consumer goods that you like? I mean, have you had in the back of your mind that maybe you will come back to Rio and help your family? I mean, was this explicit in your mind or was something <laughs> deep in your mind that was not clear at the, at the moment? I feel like it was something that I always liked. I always like to kind of observe consumers and see how they make their decisions and how like some products specifically are completely successful and other are not. So all these psychological behavior of consumers is something that I always liked. And that's why I decided to make this transition. When I started working for BMOs, it's a mall company. There is a lot related to this, but it's, but the, the business itself is way more real estate than consumer goods. So that's why I decided this transition. Got it. So let me picture how, how it went at uh, Chicago. So you are taking lectures, doing some internships, I imagine mm -hmm. you, were, you started the recruiting season as well, right? Mm -hmm. So you are uh, applying for several jobs, but something happened there that you say, wait a minute, entrepreneurship maybe is my, my, my thing instead of going to a, a big company, right? Yes, yes, it was exactly this. So I started like applying for a couple of companies in the CPG industry, food industry. At my time in Chicago, I decided that I wanted to have my internship in the U.S. I didn't want to come back to Brazil just for my internship. I would like to explore the opportunity of being there. And most of the companies in this industry, they don't hire international students. So my universe of companies to apply for was very small. I also didn't want to, like, to have an experience in that company that didn't make sense to me, like in that company that I didn't feel comfortable working for. So for example... Um, PepsiCo that they sell a lot of like snacks and everything and but I, when I was applying I, I don't want to work for a company like I know that PepsiCo is an amazing company but I, I couldn't picture myself like working marketing and trying to make people eat more Doritos for example mm -hmm. uh, my idea was like I want to work for a company that I truly believe in the product and in something that I really want to make people feel better about and Entrepreneurship came across this, like, so how can I make something that I really like and a product that I truly believe? And, and yes, yeah, so, so during school, I kind of, I found out about a product in the U.S. that it's a low-calorie ice cream. It's called Halo Top. And they became very successful in the U.S. over the last years. And I, I got really impressed with the company, the product and everything. And that's how everything started. And I realized that nobody was doing exactly that in Brazil. So everything that I told you about, like 
finding something that you truly believe and trying to do something different was how I started. So basically I started by trying to put everything together and see if I could actually make something similar in Brazil. And, and then when I realized I was already working on my own business plan. Interesting. Okay, so um, what happened then? You ended the, the MBA and you came directly to Brazil? Yeah, so basically I had this idea during my first year, uh, but I was very insecure. I wanted to have an internship in a, in a formal company. I didn't want to do my, my internship in my own idea because it was still very, very in the beginning. So after my internship, that it was a pretty intense startup internship, When I left this, the, the internship, I decided to make my own business plan and to fundraise and to present to a couple of investors and see if some people would be interested in investing. And that's, that's what happened, basically. So after my, my internship, I invited a colleague who worked with me at BMOs to join me in this project. We decided to invest some money to make the product real. And we hired an ice cream chef in Brazil who developed the first prototypes and the first like samples of the product. And we also invested in our like in a first attempt for our brand. And with the brand and with the product, I came a couple of times to Brazil. I was still studying in Chicago, but I came a couple of times to Brazil to show this to investors and discuss with them and start to draft the business plan. And that's how everything started. And I, I, I started to see that a couple of investors were really interested in the project. And then before, before I finished the MBA, we had the opportunity to participate in an accelerator program at Chicago, at University of Chicago. So it was a kind of competition of startups. And we participated in this program and we were placed fourth in the competition and the University of Chicago invested in this project. Oh, great. Yeah. So you have U.S. investors. Yeah, yeah. The, the university is an investor, basically. Interesting. Yeah. So what other resources available for entrepreneurs at Chicago Booth? Oh, there are so many resources. Like, first, all the classes, they have many, many classes related to entrepreneurship, like from finance to entrepreneurs, accounting to entrepreneurs, to, like, strategy and even like developing new products and ideas. So all the classes are very, very good. Uh, they have a whole uh, entrepreneurship center. It's called Post Key Center, uh, where they have like mentors. They have, they have all the support, like they have labs where you can prototype the product, many other resources, and they promote like many lectures and events. And they bring investors. So it's, it's a, basically a center that is focused on developing entrepreneurship in university. Mm -hmm. They also have this amazing startup accelerator program. It's today the largest uh, startup accelerator program inside a university in the U.S. Mm. So, for example, in this year we, that we competed, we competed with 67 other startups. It's a pretty big program. And they invested like almost $1 million in different companies. Yeah. Were there other consumer goods or food related startups at the time? They had like all the kinds of startups. They had like healthcare, fintech, some consumer good companies. They have basically all the kinds of startups. Yeah. 
Great. What do you think was the secret to bring uh, your idea to be one of the finalists? I feel like we were very prepared for the, the competition. So my team and I, we were completely focused on this project during the, the, the competition. And we talked to many CPG experts in the West. We detailed like all the financials of this business. I brought the product from Brazil to Chicago, like it's ice cream, and I brought it in my luggage. Wait, wait. Dry ice. You, you brought ice cream from Brazil too? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me the story, how, how it went. Yeah, because like I, I was pitching a food product. I, I couldn't pitch without making the judge taste. So basically, I feel like all our engagement was super hard, and we were so prepared that they felt that, okay, this business going to happen because entrepreneurs are completely they are completely focused on this business they are completely engaged with this business and, and of course it was a great idea it was something that we proved that there was a market and yeah i feel like they saw they saw a good path for for this business happen yeah oh great right that's a funny story uh, yeah for sure <laughs> okay cool so uh, you came back to brazil with uh, with uh, a solid idea you came with some money in hand as well. Yes, exactly. Okay, and then you landed here. And uh, I'm curious to listen about your family. What were they thinking? Okay, this guy goes to the US for an MBA and comes back and wants to build a, a wants to be an ice cream parlor. Yeah, yeah. My mother thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they, they are incentivizing me for sure. But at the beginning, they thought that, that it would be too much risk. But after they saw that the, even the university trust and invested in the business, they are completely supporting me in everything. Uh, I came back in July with the, the, this money hands and I decided to focus completely on this after school. So we, I came back focus on fundraising, so to keep talking to other investors and teaching to all of them in Brazil, and also hiring the team, bringing more other people to the company, and rebranding the business. We changed the brand from the, the one that we pitched in Chicago to the one that we launched last year. Okay. So those were the three focus when I came back. Yeah. Okay. Well, was there uh, anybody specific at Chicago or outside Chicago that uh, influenced you most in the in this path, in this adventure? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like to the decision of starting this, no, it was something that came from me. But my first investor here in Brazil was someone who really important to make the business happen. So she was really excited about the project and she's a great, a great like a business person, so she's a great businesswoman in Brazil, and she she is a former entrepreneur, so she helped me a lot in the sense of empowering me and motivating me and connecting me to other important people in Brazil. And yes, I feel like she she made a very important influence in me. So she influenced me a lot for sure. Right, right. Okay, so uh, how is this going now? It's been great been great. Uh, we launched two months ago. It's still pretty recent to say anything. Uh, but so far, every consumer is loving the product. The retailers are also really excited about the product. The team is completely happy and very, very 
engaged in everything. So uh, we are very excited. I feel like we're doing a great job so far. But as I said, it's too very, very early to say anything. And hopefully uh, we're going to keep all this energy and all the feedback going on. And we're going to just expand everything. Yeah. Great, great. So looking back with the, with the benefit of the hindsight, would you have changed anything about your school experience? About my school experience, I, I feel like it was actually perfect because my second year when I was, when I was decided that I wanted to, to start my own business, I used all the resources from school, like all the classes that I took in the second year were focused on entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. I met like very important professors related to entrepreneurship at school. I participated in this project in this accelerator that was really important to the, the business. And no, I feel like the, the experience of business school was amazing, actually. It was perfect. I like to ask, uh, what's your response to skeptics that say that business school is a waste of money for uh, entrepreneurs? Yeah, no, it's not. Business school is super expensive, but if you only think about the money, you would never go to business school. Uh, it's a kind of long-term investment. It's something that you... If you consider, okay, how much money I'm making before business school, it doesn't make sense. But when you see all the knowledge you get, all the connections you make, all the people, all the experience you have there, it's something that you cannot, uh, you cannot pay. It's like, it's, it's more than just money. And for entrepreneurs, it's like, it's amazing because all the, the, the resources that the, the business school offers you, it's, it's something that you cannot get uh, in the same way in, in another place. I mean, like many of the investors that I got to my company, they came from friends from business school, from connections that I created in business school. Like even the, the investment from the university, it was really important to convince other investors here in Brazil to invest. So I feel like it was amazing. Without business school, I would never uh, have started my business. Yeah. Great. So that's a very inspiring story. I'd like to ask you, do you have any experience? Like, for example, I'm thinking about anyone who opens a company in a, in a market like Brazil. Like, uh, you saw this idea happening in the U.S., but mm -hmm. uh, I guess the U.S. market and the Brazilian market are very different. Mm -hmm. Could you compare? Uh, because you, I imagine you, in your mind, you were comparing both at one, some points, you were comparing how the company there in uh, the ice cream was being sold in the U.S. How the, how the, what are the difference, or what are the difference, also the the challenges to sell a product like this in Brazil? Do you have any experience about that already, or is sure, sure. Like I just used the idea from the U.S., but I, I adapted completely to Brazil, so I changed the formula. I created my own formula that is different from the American product. The flavors are adapted to Brazil, like are flavors that are more related to Brazilian consumers. And also, there are like pros and cons about bringing something like an, an, a foreign idea to, to another country. So, for example, I feel like the Brazilian market is way better suited to this kind of products. Brazilians are very concerned about their health lifestyle, about their, like their physics and everything, the figures. Um, but also all the infrastructure 
in the country is not well developed as in the US. So distribution of ice cream in Brazil is way harder than the US. More expensive, it's harder to expand the business. So it's like it's a process of adapting to a different reality. There are good things and bad things about it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any preferred tool uh, that you use, like uh, FMEA, SWOT analysis, design thinking? Is there anything specific that you use in your everyday life as an entrepreneur? We use a lot, a lot of design thinking uh, in the beginning of the company while we were like developing the product and the, uh, and the whole concept of the company. So while interviewing consumers, understanding like the habits of ice cream consumers here in Brazil. So that was something very helpful. Uh, but it's not something that I use every day, but I, I really like the line thinking methodology. Okay, so just to close the, the conversation, I'd like to ask if you had any other ideas during your MBA. I mean, was the ice cream the only idea or you had other ideas? Or if you have any other ideas to donate for another MBA, for example? I don't think so. Like, as I said, I, I feel like I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I, I never had the courage and I never found an idea. And finding the idea, the idea is something kind of weird, but for me, it just happened. And I, and I said, as I said, like, I feel like it needs to be something that you really connect with. So ice cream is something that I always loved and was part of my story. And I feel like it's not something that you can just recommend to another person. But a, a good way to find something that makes sense to you is like in the US, there are many things happening that are not happening in Brazil, for example. So it's nice to see other business there that were not replicated here yet and figure out something that makes sense to you. Do you have something in mind, for example, that is still uh, not, was not still replicated here? Mm, nothing really like clear. Okay, okay. At my time during the MBA, I had like, other ideas, but nothing that actually I can remember right now. Yeah, okay. Okay, thanks, uh, Rodrigo. Very, thank you very much. Thank you, Andres. I really appreciate the, the time you took for the interview. If you have any uh, parting thoughts, I'd like to them if not uh yeah i again i think i thank you for your time okay thank you so much and it was really nice to tell the story and i hope it was helpful yeah yeah sure thank you very much bye Rodrigo. bye bye thank you for joining for this episode of the mba talk podcast a podcast brought to you by opness institute you can find all notes for this episode as well as subscribe for future episodes at opnes.com slash MBA talk. That's O-P-T-N-E-S-S.com slash MBA talk. And if you are enjoying the show or have any comments, topics, or guest suggestions, I love if you shoot me an email. My name is Andres, and you can write me to MBA talk at opnes.com. With that, Thank you and we'll see you in the next episode.